Groundhog Day. But unfortunately, we can't eat loads of food and drive ourselves off a cliff and come back to life. Just trying to get a negative COVID test, which we actually had the other day, but it expired. So the journey continues. Sitting in limbo with overwhelmed public services going, oh, oh, we don't know what to do. We're fucking homeless. Welcome to episode 68 of Toy Division. This episode was going to be a very short um, kind of episode where I was documenting moving from one city in Australia to another during a lockdown. And it's turned into something that's really fucking long. Um, without ruining the surprise, it, there will have to be a part two because this has such, been such a long saga and we're still stuck in Sydney. So the actual podcast gives more of the details about what that's all about. And it's not just me moaning. There is a lot of moaning, but also me talking about maintaining mental health during periods of uncertainty, unpredictability and lots of fucking stress. We now have a Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash Toy Division Podcast. The link is available on our Instagram, which is Toy Division 2. And thanks so much to the people that have subscribed already. There is extra content on there, mental health, physical health, graffiti stuff. And it's all about the patrons actually deciding what they want to see, hear, view not dick pics or you sickos and um 10% of all the money raised or all the subscription money goes to a mental health charity which will be voted for by the patrons in the future there's likelihood of um video tutorials and ebook all that type of stuff but we're just getting off the ground and there's various tiers so I'll give some more details about that at the end because I like to keep these intros short anyway please enjoy This is me talking about what happens to mental health during a lockdown. Um, we're about two weeks into a lockdown in Sydney. It's July 2021. And I want to record this process because we are... Well, I'm fucking taking stuff out of cupboards, but we are moving, well, me and my wife are moving from Sydney, so Sydney, New South Wales, where there's currently a outbreak, whatever you want to call it, um, and we're moving to another state. Now, I don't know if people know this, but in Australia, they actually have closed off the states, so you've got the Northern Territory, um, New South Wales, Victoria, Queensland, ACT, <laughs> Australian, fuck that is bad, I don't even know one of the states in this country, but I don't know all the states everywhere, let me have a look, you can hear me typing in the background, quick, just look at the internet, it must be correct, Australians, oh the Australian capital territory, oh no shit, that's where Canberra is. Fuck, I need to get my head around this country. It's fucking huge. Um, also, the ACT is where Canberra is, which is the supposed capital of um, Australia. Although I believe it used to be 
argued between Sydney and Melbourne. Victoria is. So the major cities in those places are the major city in Victoria is Melbourne. The major city, the biggest one in New South Wales is Sydney. Um, the biggest one in Queensland is Brisbane. Um, oh, South Australia, that's what I was thinking of. Sorry, everyone in Adelaide. So Adelaide is one of the major cities in South Australia. And then you've got Western Australia, so WA, and one of the most well-known cities there is Perth. Shout out to everyone in Perth. Woo, Perth, woo. Well, everywhere else as well, obviously. And then the Northern Territory, um, the biggest, most well-known city is Darwin, and there's places like Alice Springs and stuff. And anyway, really crap um, <laughs> description of Australian geography. But this is me mapping out what is happening on our move so to give people a bit of context because I know not everyone that listens to this is from Australia from Sydney to Melbourne is around an eight or nine hour drive so it's a long pretty fucking long way this is a big country Um, and we have been planning to move for a long time you can hear noise in the background putting things in boxes maybe I'll stop making loads of noise and um, I just wanted to record this for the podcast because my mental health hasn't been good the last couple of weeks. Um, and I wanted to just map out this experience for a bit of cathartic assistance, but also to make quite a unique episode of a podcast of two people trying to move. Well, two people on our cat. Shout out to our cat. Shout out to Bowie. I can say her name. It's not that anonymous. Shout out to Bowie, the love of our life thus far. I probably shouldn't tell my wife that. Um, and just trying to map out this this journey because moving from one state to another at the moment, we, we don't even know if we're going to be allowed to go over the border. We don't know if we're going to be able to... We just don't know what's happening. So you can imagine everything's up in the air and it's often said that moving is one of the most stressful experiences in people's lives and we're moving nine hours drive away and we may not even be able to get over the border we've got removalists coming in they should be able to get over the border and we've arranged for people to open the door for them that's fine but we may have it where we can't actually get over the border because as everyone in the world who's listening to this Right now, we've all been through COVID stuff, no matter where we kind of live in the world. Some of us to more extreme levels than others, but shit is all over the place. And I've found for me that has meant that I've suddenly had a real drop in my mental health. Um, I've been experiencing those things I've talked about on episodes before where it's difficult to get out of bed. Everything's just very overwhelming. I'm back taking my medication for my the symptoms or you know my diagnosis of ADHD Um, and I just want to make this is going to be a collection of different recordings about what actually happens on the journey because then it'll be something recorded and something I can look back on and also something to spend time doing during fucking two weeks ISO so that's the thing we may we may then if we do get over to Victoria we've then got to stay in isolation in our new place for two weeks so this will give me plenty of time to um, record stuff and talk about stuff. And um, also, 
have me doing something. Because as I've banged on about, and as we all know, when you've got nothing to do, it's just as bad as having too much to do. Too much is overwhelming and stressful. Having nothing to do can just lead to really low mood, not doing anything, all that type of stuff. Anyway, so this is the first bit. Um, and I'm going to be recording stuff on the journey all the way to Melbourne. So let's see what this brings. It might bring something interesting. It may just be really boring, but I think it's good to spend time and effort explaining the things which I'm doing during this process to improve my mental health. So I've, I've done more meditation and stuff the last couple of days using the Oak app and listening to loads of podcasts like I normally do. Um, Doze's podcast, which I'll put a link in the show notes. It's really good. This is a really good Baylor episode recently, and that was really good. Um, you know, him going into life experiences, and he's got a new book coming out. Hopefully, give that person some light. And also, I know that there's two copies. So I got the, the limited edition luxury and the basic one of the new Adelaide book by person who put out Kingsway so I'm hoping that's going to be pretty fucking fresh anyway this is part one and this will all be clung together with other parts of this journey so hopefully it's interesting let's see so the removalists have just left and we're now in an empty house we haven't been given the permission to cross the border to uh, Victoria. So we've been waiting on that for six days, an exemption, and we were told yesterday if we don't have the permission and we get pulled, then we would have to pay a pretty big fine. So the people with all of our stuff in a truck have left and we're gonna have to go and stay somewhere else until the Victorian authorities get their arse in gear and tell us that we can travel to, from New South Wales to Victoria. Um, and it is also my birthday today. So after 13-ish hours of packing yesterday, um, it's not really stressed me out that much. Thankfully, we've got people that can open the door at our new place and let, let the remove lists in. And then, as I probably said in the first part, that's 14 days isolation. So, yeah, it was always up in the air that the ability to cross the border from one state to another was going to be up in the air. Um, and I guess I was quite prepared for that and now actually quite happy because it's my birthday and don't have to do a four or five hour drive and then hope we can cross the border to a different state. Anyway, a bit of a short update mental health wise. Um, I've actually been dealing with it quite well. I have been taking my ADHD meds, which has helped. Um, I guess not wanting to be the person I've done been before where I get really overwhelmed and just get angry. Thankfully the removalists were very helpful. They 
didn't really moan about some of our terrible packing and my awful labelling of boxes like heavy and medium. And they're probably like, these aren't fucking heavy, you weak prick. So anyway, this is the second update part of this and um, let's see what happens in the next few days. Oh, the other thing, got a COVID test yesterday, negative, but I um, probably need to get another one again because you have to have one that's had a negative COVID test within 72 hours of crossing the border, but then they just don't get back to you. So yeah, anyway. So this is the next section of this saga. So after that last recording, the day of moving, we never got our exemption to cross the border to Victoria. Um, all of our stuff has been delivered to our new address so it's all sitting there thankfully our friends were able to open the doors for the remove list the remove list got over the border and all our stuff is sitting in our new place which is reassuring because that was one of our biggest concerns is that it would get turned away or whatever because we've got our whole life in the back of some truck thankfully um remove lists are allowed to across state borders some people don't necessarily know what a remove list is that's quite obvious but i don't think i knew five ten years ago basically people that come and get all your stuff in a truck and then drive it to where you're moving to so you don't have to do it yourself it's not cheap but way better than doing all that shit yourself um the victorian authorities have not granted us an exemption to be able to cross the border so our covid test that we got the other day which came back negative for both me and my wife is now kind of run out of date and we're staying with friends thankfully there's um, somewhere for our cat to be and we're just playing the long game and then once that then happens we've got a nine hour drive to Melbourne um, one thing I've definitely noticed with the the uncertainty is I thought I was doing all right and then I think I slept for like 14 hours, um, woke up at like midday and went to bed at about 10. That's unlike me, I'm not really often an oversleeper. I guess my brain is taking advantage of no work and getting that extra um, time to process some stuff and work it out. Um, my wife kindly got me a subscription to a chronic persistent pain management app thing called Curable, C-U-R-A-B-L-E. So I've just started using that. I did a visualization exercise for 10 minutes where that's calming down the more primitive part of your brain, maybe referred to as the amygdala, which is a little smoke alarm. Um, I've been experiencing um, the thing which I've been having for a fair while <clears throat> is the physical symptoms of long-term stress and so often I start to get maybe like a bit of a dodgy stomach stomach feels weird and then before you know it, I'm coming out in like rashes and hives on my body um, which is obviously not nice but I guess trying to not then panic about that means that if I can distract myself or do some breath work so those longer out breaths to kick in the parasympathetic nervous system can really help and I then stop having so literally my whole body just get cut gets covered in what you might be described as like a rash or like hives and stuff almost like having an allergic reaction but i guess it's the physical symptoms as i've discussed on many different episodes there is no psychology without biology no biology without psychology and there's 
the brain, the mind and the body and it's all interconnected. Um, unpredictability, uncertainty, trauma, life experiences, all these things interplay um, and intertwining together. So having those skin reactions and stuff is a physical sign. And that's the kind of thing where if you went to a mainstream GP, and I feel like I've been bashing mainstream doctors in the last episodes. Um, if anyone's thinking, I've got a broken arm, shall I go to a homeopath or a medical doctor or a hospital? Go to a fucking hospital. Like if you've got an acute injury, so something, you've been in a car crash, broken your arm, you're seriously, seriously ill, go to a hospital. That is the best place to go. But trying to deal with these more nuanced, complex mind-body conditions, like I discussed in the episode about pain science and pain, chronic persistent pain. You know, you've got your actual physical brain, you've got your spinal cord, you've got your nervous system, you've got your endocrine system, you've got en endocrine system, um, your immune system, you've got all these different systems tied in together and it's not as easy as just and then you've also got our mind so the brain is not the same as the mind the brain is the the physical hardware and the mind is kind of the software so you can imagine the body is the hardware and the mind is kind of like the software what's running the show so i think that this experience is going there's going to be some positives come out of it when we i've been trying to i didn't really want to go out and do anything which is often a sign that my mental health isn't doing great, but we went for quite a long walk, me and my wife, in the rain. It's nice and quiet. We're in an area where there's a river, um, so that was nice. Uh, had a look at some stickers and some tags and stuff like that, and there's not really that much graffiti around here. That's what people really want to know that are listening to this. There's like some all right tags, there's a couple of track sides, having a look at it having a peek, thinking, oh, maybe I could, uh, and then I think that's probably not what my wife wants me to, to be doing in this quite stressful situation, but it's amazing how the mind thinks, oh, yeah, maybe I could go and uh, just do a couple of throwies there, maybe I could go and do whatever, just take out a pen tack, what could possibly go wrong, before you know it, I'm getting gripped and chucked in the cell for the night, which I'm sure would go down really, really fucking well. Um, also, just trying to just work out ways to keep myself calm, busy, um, not doing what I've been doing. I've been falling back into the habit of just watching the news all the time and just checking the news, doom scrolling, watching press conferences. Um, doesn't really help, I have to say, you know, that, that input, but it's weird how in times of uncertainty I'm then looking at the media for some sort of like calming effect and that's the last thing it is because it's all just about more 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 panic fear terror so i'm hoping that we get news we've had to do another um, application for an exemption to get into victoria the state of victoria here in australia and it's been a bit of a shit show because we're just the only real place we can contact is a hotline and the people are oh have you got a reference number have you been given a file number not really, so we've had to submit all of our stuff again, so we're hoping we'll get some sort of notice quite soon, but technically New South Wales, the state we're in, where Sydney is, so people, most people know, if they know about Australia, what Sydney is, so we're moving to Melbourne, and Melbourne's in Victoria, and at the moment Melbourne is quite COVID-free, so when we do move to Melbourne, which I've probably mentioned on the previous entries, but I'm not quite sure, 
that's nice, nice burp. Real, real talk. Um, the um, thing that we'll have to be doing is isolate for two weeks, getting COVID tests every week, um, unpacking our stuff because it's all just sitting there in boxes. Hope no one fucking robs our house. That'd be pretty shit. And then some breaks in and steals all the boxes. We'll see. Um, and it's yeah, it's just a bit of a weird situation to be in. But a reminder that having somewhere to live and having certainty is something which is often taken for granted. And um, yeah, it gives a a reminder of how lucky I am. My wife is as well. Like our jobs or our work life or job opportunities aren't really at risk we have somewhere to live my friends have been so kind and helpful letting us stay at their place and again being really welcoming of our cat because that's our main thing we'll just make sure our, our beloved cat Bowie's all right um so yeah we're hopefully going to get the exemption soon but we don't know if they're actually going to accept it or not they might just say no because New South Wales is you know a red zone and they're really trying to, I guess they don't want it. It's the one state at the moment, unless I haven't been watching the news conference or the press conference or whatever, which I'm trying not to, that there is some cases that this Delta variant um, in Victoria where there is people, but you know, we'll definitely have to be staying in our new place. Thankfully there's an outside courtyard so I can get a bit of sunshine and whatnot, but I guess it's trying to just not get annoyed with the situation just take it as it is um, please look at that curable app because there's loads of like visualizations and meditations and stuff like that to deal with chronic persistent pain and the physical symptoms so i'm just going to try and use it as a positive so anyway i'm going to check out for this one and um yeah hopefully by the time i record again we'll have had some sort of news or some some information another day of not knowing what's happening. Um, we applied for another entry to Victoria permission yesterday and got a phone call finally. So it's now, well today was eight days since we originally applied for an exemption. We finally got a phone call um, and that was to tell us that our COVID test, which we'd applied, because we got one done on Monday, it's now Thursday, it's now expired. So we need to go and get another one and reapply. So it kind of just feels like Groundhog Day, really. Just sitting, waiting for shit to happen and just kind of redoing the same thing over and over again. There might be an end in sight that we can go for some kind of plan potentially at the weekend so we'll see how that goes today I think I had my first sort of feeling of just like being pissed off about it all um, Melbourne and Victoria is now going into a snap lockdown and it's just just long really but then saying that I did go for a long walk down by a river which was nice and um, that really did help just feeling of like fuck what is this we're just stuck in limbo 
I know I've got a copy of that new Adelaide book sitting <laughs> in our new place. I've probably mentioned it on the other entries. I know it's just sitting there waiting for me to read it. I want to read it. I want to read a book all about Adelaide. Adelaide scene. So we shall see what actually happens in terms of we go what's that? Get over the border and see how long this process actually takes. I did not think it would be taking over a week. But I guess the things are changing so quickly each day. And it really does seem like the Australian authorities aren't the quickest or the fastest. And I'm not suggesting that, you know, my motherland of the UK was any better. But you know, being stuck in limbo trying to move to our new place and then just being contacted and told that we need to kind of reapply so we've already applied contact yeah anyway just frustrating but trying to not get pissed off about it I get pissed off today but I came home went for a walk did some meditation did some journaling gratitude journal that's always a good one and tried to eat relatively well because I can feel that my food choices have been just reflecting pity, feeling like I need to oh, I need to eat junk food to feel better. It's a common, a common thing. So fingers crossed. By this weekend coming, be over the border in Melbourne to two weeks of quarantine. But Melbourne's probably going to be in lockdown as well, so I won't be missing out. So, yeah, we'll see how this shit goes. Covid, get fucked. Another day of waiting. Being in literally limbo land. So, still haven't got our latest Covid test back, so we can't actually start our process of applying for an exemption. Victoria, which is the state Melbourne is in, has gone into lockdown. People are telling us that there's calls for people from red zones, which is technically what Sydney is, a red zone, to not be allowed into Victoria. Um, so that's the that's the context at the moment. Um, spent yesterday editing a podcast episode, which is interesting. Shout out to the person on that episode. That would have been the one that's come out most recently. Uh, this situation means that just going out for walks is quite positive and just trying to reduce what I've been doing the last few days eating junk food and drinking probably as a stress management thing so yeah not much happening not much change but um yeah limbo land living in limbo land so um, this is day five or six following us trying to move. Um, there's now been a reported overload of the testing system in New South Wales, in this metropolitan Sydney area. And it's being suggested that one of the companies, Laverty or Leverty or whatever it is, um, are taking up to five days to return COVID tests back. Now for us, we need it as soon as possible, so We've tried to go and find somewhere that is actually able to do it with 
within less than three or four or five days. We've been actually been waiting now for three days since our last COVID test. So as I've said in previous recording parts that we then need to get that to then get an application for an exemption. So it's it's like the, 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 the first hurdle to get over and we just can't seem to actually get over it anyway tried to find somewhere in the local area and we get there and they were just turning people away at the gates not even letting people go in to get the covid test and loads of people just having the same thing it wasn't like let some people in not let some other people in or whatever vice versa so it's turning into a bit of a crazy groundhog day of just trying to get a negative covid test which we actually had the other day, but it expired. So the journey continues. Monday morning, 7.35 a.m. Off to get another COVID test. Did get our COVID tests back from the test that we did on um, Friday. Was it Friday? Uh, Thursday. Thursday. Now it's Monday morning, so we got it. I got mine at 7:35 a.m. on a Monday for a test I got on Thursday. So pretty fucking useless. Thankfully, don't have COVID. Thankfully, negative. And just seen some pelicans as well, so it's not all bad. And we're now going to a place where we're hoping we'll be able to get the test results back within 48. Is it 48 hours they've advised? We need an ASAP because we're now kind of stuck in a, a limbo. I think we need to get into Victoria within 48 hours. Oh. Yeah. Right. So, okay, so the game's changed. So, we need to get into... Do you mean get into Victoria 48 hours after we have the test or after the test results come back? Right. Okay. Well, the game's changed. That's fucking annoying. Anyway, let's see what happens. Waited an hour and 10, hour and 20 minutes, which isn't too bad considering some people in some areas of Sydney have been waiting six, seven, eight hours for a COVID test and waited got to the thing they said oh your results being back in 24 to 72 hours which is pointless for us because we can't use anything that's <laughs> anything older than 48 hours so this is this is turning into a vicious cycle now of getting tests them taking too long to come back then being told that we can't get the exemption then being told we need to get another test then going and being told we and it's just a what two negative covid tests already i guess we haven't got fucking covid just i think that my initial kind of patience has now just become anger at the ridiculousness of this situation just fucking bollocks just let us get the fuck over this cunting border we're still, we're still going to have to sit in fucking 
basically home arrest for two weeks. It's not like we're suddenly going to go somewhere and fucking... I, you can probably tell by my tone of voice that this is getting to the point now where it's just fucking irritating. Sitting in limbo with overwhelmed public services going, oh, oh, we don't know what to do. We're fucking homeless. At the moment, we are homeless and they do not give a fuck. How long can this go on for? How long can this be going on for to be sitting here all of our stuff is just sitting in boxes. We've been stuck in limbo now for nearly a week. You know, it was a week and a half ago we applied for exemption and they didn't even get back to us for four, four or five. They didn't even get back to us for over a fucking week. Ah, just... Frustrating is an understatement. So thankfully, those COVID tests came back. One of them came back pretty fucking quick. <sighs> that took about six hours. We submitted that to the Department of Health, Victoria Department of Health. And we got that acknowledged and now we're waiting. So as soon as we get it, we are going to hit the road our cat in the cat box unfortunately our cat won't get a nice stop like we were originally planning we just need to get there i've found the uncertainty very difficult not knowing what's happening um frantically checking our emails to see if we've got the exemption letter i guess there's nothing that's under my control i'm starting to get the idea that the people that are kindly letting us stay at their place I kind of just they didn't think it was going to be a week and I'm finding it difficult to do any work because I can't plan any days out because we just suddenly might have to just drop everything and get in the car and drive for nine-ish hours face the border and get to one new place I'm sure it'll all be well and good when we actually get there we were hoping that it would be today and that we would be able to really get moving today, but it's now 9.40 a.m. and it's a nine hour drive. So yeah, we need to be getting the fuck out of here sometime relatively soon. Otherwise we're gonna be driving through the night. I don't really think that's a good idea be driving through the night so yeah trying to do some certain things and trying to do meditation and stuff like that trying to get some sort of relief journaling and stuff like that going for long walks I probably should make the most of being able to go for a walk considering I won't be allowed to leave the house for two weeks once we actually get to this new place I've listened back to some of the things that I've recorded and you can tell that my quite upbeat attitude quickly has been diminished. And I think that the way that New South Wales, Australia is dealing with this COVID issue, the Delta variant, I think it's pretty poor. They're just getting everyone to get tested. You know, they're so paranoid about people getting it and 
obviously people dying here that's not nice for anyone but the numbers are so low there's been like two or three people die this current thing and they've locked down two cities now i can understand that they're trying to counteract the potential issues they've had they're having in indonesia or had in india and stuff like that but there's been no talk at all about strengthening the immune system the sleep the not drinking and making the healthy food choices it's just a lot of the same old bullshit vaccine 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 get your vaccine get your vaccine get your vaccine quick get your vaccine that'll sort it out you'll get the vaccine 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 and somewhere which was criticized massively the united kingdom is now being seen as this amazing way of doing it i really don't agree with that So anyway, another day, another wait. Hopefully the next recording will be actually us on the road. Will actually be us driving to get to Melbourne, fingers crossed, because it's getting to the point now where this is not sustainable. If they take a fair while, we've got to go back and get tested again. I've currently got four negative COVID tests on my phone as texts. <sighs> Groundhog Day. But unfortunately we can't eat loads of food and drive ourselves off a cliff and come back to life, so yeah. This shit is fucking bollocks. We're still here. <laughs> and it's now I'm recording this on Monday 2nd of August 2021 so yeah you can really see that it's a load of bollocks so anyway there will be a part two don't know if this has been interesting to people uh, but actually listening back to it and editing it I've actually found it quite funny because I was quite upbeat at the beginning and uh, this fear of this killer virus this killer virus is um mashing people's brains up as if my brain wasn't mashed before but if you're out there you're on your own you're in lockdown mental health has been chucked all over the place by continuous fear and terror and misinformation and god knows what from various types of media and social media try and put some of the things into place which i've mentioned um a bit more info about the patreon um, there's different tiers that you can go for um, there's three different tiers on the patron or the patreon and those are different costings so different prices i think patreon was a load of bollocks and then i actually subscribed to it uh, for a podcast that i listened to known as occupied and that i found out the content was great because it was all in one place getting video content audio content so i've been um convinced this is why i've actually eventually done it so anyway enough uh, blatant sales pitching There'll be another episode in about a week's time and share this with the, your mates. Give us a five-star review on iTunes if you like it. And um, yeah, this um, saga I've talked about in this episode, it's uh, a fucking nightmare. Anyway, peace out. Toy Division. <laughs>